This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Frames Per Second Podcast. Hi, 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 hi. This is Dennis. Speaking of Phil, we can get to this last cha- uh, last dance doc. Um, we in the, the final two episodes. It's the Jordan uh, <laughs> retro dream we were on is finally over. We got the final the final two episodes to close out this ten part series, um, and it starts off with the Reggie Miller Indiana Pacers, the East I think the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, what did y'all think about reliving those moments and just seeing Reggie Miller talk about how he he pushed it to six? Oh, it went to seven, actually, yeah. Yeah, it was a seven-year series. I think um, the Black Jesus um, story was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super funny. I, I, I it made me miss Reggie Miller. I don't think we have a, a, a current Reggie Miller in the league. No. No, we don't. And, and, uh, Clay Thompson? Uh, Clay Thompson is the closest. <laughs> hey, yeah. Clay is the closest. He's be- I mean, he's better. He's better, B, I think. B, do you, who would you rather have, Reggie Miller or Clay Thompson? Reggie Miller. Uh, what? I'd rather have Reggie. Yeah, what? I think, I, I think I, just because of the moxie that Reggie, pers- yes. you know, he, oh, he had the he had that extra you like moxie, personality, man. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never seen Reggie Miller score thirty-seven points in a quarter. Oh, oh. sixty points and and. But Reggie play, Miller also. 50, Reggie Miller also. On? Reggie Miller also didn't have the green light that Clay Thompson had, though. Yep. It's a different That's NBA, different, different, different NBA. time, different time. But I think, I think, time. but I think, if you give, if you give Reggie Miller as many shots as Steph Curry and Clay, he would, he would have damn near his, a three point season two. Here's the difference maker. Reggie Miller didn't play defense. That's the one thing about Reggie. Reggie was not great defensively. Clay Thompson is a stud defensively. I give you that, but 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 Clay Thompson ain't the clutch player that Reggie was. You know? No, but yeah. No, Reggie's up there with all time. He's, he's, he's not. He can ask clutch, but he's clutch. But uh, okay, I'm but, a, I'm but a, he's not as I'm a Clay Thompson no. guy, so I'm gonna defend Clay. I, I love cool. Clay. I love Clay more than anybody. I think, but but Reggie was just something else. I hated Reggie, but <laughs> but he he was something else out there on that court, man. When you talk about clutch, like you said, he's one of the all-time greats as far as clutch shooting and clutch getting clutch buckets goes. Ain't, ain't too many like Reggie Miller out there at all. Yeah, for mm-hmm. that ser- for that seven game series, when they got to that game seven. Did you think like the Pacers were actually gonna like take over and like win against the Bulls, like take down the the run? Nope, not at all. They, I think they were trailing by double digits. They came back and took a three point lead. Basketball is a game of runs. I knew one was inevitable. And when they lost that tip, I remember that when they lost that tip and yeah. Kerr hit that they shot, I knew tip. it was over there. The, 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 th- the yeah. thing I remember about that series the most is I remember Mark Jackson was killing killing the Bulls like. And then Phil Jack, I want to say it was either game three, game two or game three. Phil Jackson made the decision to put Scottie Pippen on Mark, and Scottie yep. Pippen was guarding oh, no. Mark full court. 
in, for the rest of the series. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it slowed everything that Indiana was trying to do because Mark Jackson was like the engine that made it go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. Mark Jackson was making everything go. But when Scottie Pippen was on him, I mean, Scottie Pippen was uh, like Mark Jackson was literally bringing the ball up like this the whole every time he, had, he brought the ball up with his back turned because like Scottie Pippen was on him. That's really one thing I remember about that series, like to the because I I thought I didn't think Indiana was gonna beat him. Yeah, but I thought they had a chance though. Like it, it was like oh, it, it, it's Chicago can't just that was check this off. You know that was the most that was the to me that was the best team in the East that gave the ball yeah. run. Yeah, I loved it. Was. I, yeah. that, Indi- I, that Indiana team was that. That was the best Indiana team. But that Indiana run, that five year window, yeah. that Indiana had. Yeah. That was the best team they had. I mean, they had Mark yeah. Jackson, Travis Best, Reggie Miller, the Davis twins, yeah. a young yeah. Jalen Rose, Chris Mullins. I mean, that was a really good team. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, yeah. that's that that series was close, man. I mean, it was. They could. That was a that was a home series. Um, if Indiana, I, I to this day, I will contend that if Indiana had home field advantage in that series, they would have won that series. Yeah, probably so. You know what I loved hearing was, first of all, Reggie didn't want to do the interview at all. No, he didn't. So I thought, yeah, I thought that was funny. That's because he's competitive like that. Yeah, he is because he remembers. But I love hearing Reggie. We, we all know he wanted the ball. Like, mm-hmm. And I love hearing those guys like, yo, give me the ball. I'm the guy. Um, we don't sort of hear that nowadays. Uh, but He wasn't scared of Jordan. Huh? He wasn't scared of Jordan at all. And that was the thing. At that all. was the thing. He was not intimidated. And uh and he said it, or somebody said he had the utmost confidence. But when he when he went through that play where he hit that shot, yeah, and he said, I'm gonna force the official to make a call. Yep. And he said, I gave him a little bump, uh-huh. and Jordan went flying and he got open. That's like beautiful. those little small details that are, are what make moments. Yeah. But that's that's funny because that's like some uh, backyard basketball bullshit. Like it I gotta is. get this push off in order for me to get the separation I need. And and it's funny because like he said, like I, I'm gonna make sure that you have to make the call. I'm gonna I know what I'm gonna do. It's it's a variable that I can't control as far as the, as far as the ref. But if but if I it's gonna end on me, it's gonna end on me. So I I, I love that type of mindset. I think it's a similar mindset um, when you talk about Utah with uh, what's his name John Stockton. Like he had the same thing with he was like I'm not scared of Jordan. He was like I I couldn't play against Jordan if I was like looking at him and worshiping him. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't have a chance. Exactly, and Nick, I want to jump on uh, uh, that last part really? that you said. I, I I don't think that a lot of players feared Jordan, but a lot of players knew that. Damn. If he gets the last shot, like we're gonna lose. You know, I I just think there was a reality check with playing against Michael that he is better than me, but I'm not going to back down. And then when he got the ball, it was like, there's nothing I can do about it. It's as hard as I played. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I wouldn't say there was a lot of people that were scared, at least not, not the other superstars that were at his level. They all wanted to compete. Just Jordan had that extra 0.5 or 2% better than everybody else that they just couldn't match. I'll tell you one thing. He bet Jordan better be lucky that he got through that game six because if they would have lost that game, they were gonna lose game seven because Pippen that back was gone. Pippen was not yes. gonna play game seven. That, yeah. And I remember that. I remember like when I when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's right. Pippen did have that. I remember he had that back back then. And I and I, I remember back then I was saying, I'm like, yo, 
if Chicago, if they don't, if they don't come away with this victory in this game six, you know, it, it's a wrap. And I mean, of course, Jordan, Jordan knew that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He knew it. I mean, they are, for one, Jordan was exhausted. You know, he was saying how tired he was and how exhausted he was just playing that game. If they would have lost that game, like yeah. I said, Scott, Scottie Pippen wouldn't have played and Jordan would have probably well, been, he'd have been so mentally tired to try to do everything himself. Utah would have got let's, the championship. Let's be let's be real. Utah Utah gave them two championships. I mean, they should have beat them in '97. Carmelo had a horrible series. That's why everybody, whenever whenever I have debates with people about Carmelo's greatness, give me Charles Barkley any day of the week over 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 Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo, he just was a choke artist, bro. Like you look back in that series, like Carmelo was terrible in that '97 finals. He was a little better in '98, but he was. T- I mean, John Stockton was the best player on the on, on the court for Utah. Those two finals, like let's be real, like stop. I mean, Mal- you have you have Malone missing free throws in Game yep, One in '97 yeah. finals. I mean, just just I mean, just terrible. I mean, Utah really gay. Out of all the teams that the Bulls faced in, the, in that in that in that '90s run, Utah to me were the two the two teams that should have beat the Bulls. I mean, '97, '98, '98, '98. The Bulls were up three one, so that's a it's a little bit hard to make that case. But I mean, you got to think back to that '97 Finals, bro. It's a two two series, and Michael Jordan is sick, and you have a double digit lead, and you lose that game. Hold on, was he sick? <laughs> Y'all believe that? Allegedly, 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 allegedly. You so so. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go down the road. Ken, was he sick? Yes or no? Well, he said he. Oh, you mean with the stomach? Stomach. Yeah, no, 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 hell no, 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 no. That's some bullshit. He made. He finally figured out a way to spin it, but no, that, was that wasn't that wasn't story. food poisoning. That story was so, terrible. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, 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 no, Shelton, was he sick or not? Not at all. He was hungover for sure. Beasy, was he sick or not? <laughs> Man, he ain't shit. He wasn't sick. Nick, was he, he was sick or not? The worst story ever told. <laughs> Manny, was he sick or not? I think I think he was sick. Now the reason why, he was sick man. Crazy. All right, bro. All right, Manny. We appreciate you coming through. All right. <laughs> and, and the Oscar and the Oscar goes to Michael Jordan for acting like he was sick. Award playing the dang on basketball game, sitting hey, man, there. The man, the man said he team. had the flu. I gotta believe him. Let, let me t- let me say my part on that. Right. The only thing I'm thinking about is okay. We order a pizza to the hotel, and five people come to deliver. How do they know that's for Michael? You know what I'm saying? And they deliver to his door. It is like, Utah. No, my it is no, Utah. It's very small. It's worse but, but, than that. It's but worse how do you than know that. It's worse than that because it's like, who the hell stays up past 1 a.m. and gets pizza in Utah? No one does that shit. That at, a, at, a, at, a, at a five-star <laughs> hotel? And don't you think And don't you think Michael Jordan would have a different name for his door? Are we ordering a pizza for he Michael probably, Jordan? Can we get a Michael Jordan pizza delivered to Michael Jordan, room 548? Like, come on, man. He probably did have a different name, but I mean, even even I mean, but hey, it's Utah, so I mean, this ain't I mean, this ain't like this is Philadelphia. It's it's freaking Salt Lake City, so I guarantee you, there's not that many five star hotels. There's not many. It's not. I mean, let's put it frankly, there's not many niggas in there. So I mean, it could have been Ron Harper ordering that pizza. They were gonna spit or do whatever, whatever in that pizza. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's, it's I mean, look, I like the conspiracy theories. I get a kick out of them. Could he have been hungover? No, Jordan probably. I, I just look. I remember looking at him that game. I mean, he just—you could tell he, he wasn't right. I'm, I'm not gonna say he didn't look hungover. I think he looked sick. That's just me. You can call me boo boo the fool, but whatever. Yeah, I definitely think he was sick. I don't know the reason why. Yeah. I, it could have been hungover. Could have been he had a bad cigar. I don't know, but he wasn't a hundred percent. 
he wasn't a hundred percent that guy. Nah. Like he just, like, he just wasn't. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Tell. He wasn't. But but he was on uh, Ken, Danny mm-hmm. said something that made you cringe as far as the Utah not being that great against the Bulls. I I I am not a Carmelo fan. Um, Same here. So that series, I really, you know, I didn't really like MJ. But now, nah, man, you could clear like when I when I was watching that, I just recall remembering like how dominant it felt like Chicago was over them. You were hoping that Utah uh, could win that game, and you you know we were happy. Really? Yeah, man, dominant? like the first one. Like for them to come back and tie it up two two, I you know once they went down, like I didn't, I didn't think Chicago. Chicago had the championship medal, but I mean if you just if you just look at the rosters and and the other thing too, Jerry Sloan, I love him, God bless him, but Jerry Sloan, his double teaming late in games, they could they couldn't figure out double teaming for shit. Like I mean, just I mean, how does how is Jordan open to hit that shot in game one? I mean, how how is he just getting a wide open shot? In game one, and even the Steve Kerr—I mean, they just met. Even the Steve Kerr shot in game six—I mean, they messed up that that sequence there. I mean, I, I just to me, Utah gave those series away. Because honestly, if you look back, outside of outside of Jordan and Pippen, yeah, I think I think to me, Utah had a better roster. To me, oh no, man! I, I think Utah. Bottom, yeah. I, at the very the least, Utah should have won one of those championships. Yeah, Utah, Utah had, had a, at least one Utah had a solid roster. And they had a they had an awesome coach with a great game plan. I I think they were to me the Suns the ninety three Suns and the uh, ninety seven Jazz were the two teams that should have beat the Bulls in those finals. The Suns were down three one to the Bulls, weren't they? But the Sun yeah they were, but the, those were close games. The Suns went the, the Suns lost the first two games of those series. Chuck was hurt, and KJ had a horrible series. KJ was terrible that series. I mean, look back at the numbers. KJ was terrible. I mean, yeah, I think he had a game where he shot like two for for sixteen, had like seven points. I mean, KJ was terrible in that series. Oh no, I wanted them. It's to all, win. It's, all, it's all revisionist history. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I think I think uh, I think Utah and Phoenix should have won one of those championships. I I think out of all the teams though, Indiana would have been the team, even though that's you know same same side. Um, Indiana was the team that was probably better than Chicago out of the three teams that we just talked about. So they shouldn't have. I, Indiana I, was I, deep. Indiana had a dope bench. They had yeah, they bench. did. Indiana had, they had size. Yeah. They, had, they went too deep at every position. Yep. And they were strong. And, Larry, and, the, and, the, and the combination of Larry Bird and Rick Carlisle coaching, that was a good combination. Yeah. And yeah. another thing and another thing is too, man, Jesus Christ, Twitter people, whatever, whoever be handling these – Twitter accounts and stuff. The the second that Michael Jordan talks shit to somebody, they just act like that's just the most savage <laughs> thing ever. Like when he shook when he shook Bird's hand after after they you know after they beat Indiana, he you know he went he went and hollered at Bird and he cut you know fuck you bitch and all that shit. That's regular guy talk, man. Like that that yeah. is regular shit talking. That is nothing savage or way think- more extraordinary of. What oh man, y'all heard Jordan? Jordan is like the utmost trash talker. He ain't even say nothing. Like, come on, yeah, y'all. Right. y'all gotta stop this. Stop and I'm sure this. they said just as much to him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Stop, stop acting like when Jordan curses something or talks shit, that it's just a whole new level of oh my god, 
Y'all hear Jordan trash talking? Look what he said and his clips of it. And pe- I'm like, come on, y'all need that, to that was awesome. I think it, I think it, I think it had a lot to do with who it was. It was Larry Bird and Michael. It it was was great. It's, it's, that was awesome yeah. to me. He talked when he told him he was like, now you get to work on your golf game. I was I was like, yeah. That's just regular, that's regular man. That's us men talking shit. And Larry Bird and Mike have that about kind of relationship. Like they're really close too. I, think I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's nothing nothing extraordinary about that. Why why people yeah. blowing that clip up? That's, I don't get it's, it. It's it's just 2020 Twitter. They're gonna blow Jesus up anything. Jesus Christ, man. Michael, <laughs> Michael could have said Y'all don't Michael got no damn said, friends. Man, he's they would have they would have that, that's up. all they, they don't got no they ain't had no friends growing up. That's all that shit is. <laughs> so y'all know things up. Um, I want to get to the like the last episode, episode ten. As far as why did this run end? Why why did Jerry Krause kill this dream from the beginning of the season? Because I feel like that's something that is that is kind of lost in the beginning of the doc of of or like I think towards the middle of the doc when they say that uh, Jerry Krause told Phil Jackson, "I don't give a damn if you go undefeated. You still ain't coming back." It's it's you got you got the wrong Jerry. Yeah, that's a that's an easy. Oh, answer. What, what Jerry was that? Jerry Ronsdorf, who yeah, signs right. the checks. Yeah. So why, signs why, the checks? Why, did this, why did this run end? Like, what logical reasoning could be for it? Jerry because Jerry Ronsdorf was cheap. Go ahead, Sean. I'm, I'm walking all over you. No, no, no. No, you go ahead, because I, I want you to make that point, too. That's a good point. I no, I, I, like, to me, and I said it on the podcast we were all on the other day, um, Jerry Ronsdorf, to me, is the biggest culprit why this this – Let's just be honest, man. Jerry Reinsdorf didn't want to pay these dudes. He never wanted to pay them to begin with. I mean, the fact that Michael Jordan was only making like just uh, lost in all the lost in all of the Scottie Pippen contract hoopla was the fact that that Michael Jordan wasn't even making that much more than Scottie. Michael was getting all his money from Nike, so Jerry Reinsdorf was just cheap. And Jerry Reinsdorf's notoriously always been cheap. He's a cheap baseball owner, and he's even a cheaper basketball owner. Like he never wants to pay anybody. And, and Jerry Reinsdorf looked at it. He was like, yo, look at all these dudes that Michael's making money of. I mean, you just look at you look at the following offseason. Steve Kerr got a $40 million deal. Uh, uh, Luke Longley. Luke Longley got like $43, 50000000 million to the Suns. Like, all the money that he knew he was going to have to pay these dudes, Jerry Reinsdorf told himself, I'm not paying all these dudes. I'm not paying a 35-year-old Michael. I'm not paying a 31-year-old Scottie Pippen. Who, who's been bitching and complaining for years about his contract. Like, I think it was Jerry Reinsdorf, yo. Like, to me, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. You are the owner. You are the guy that signs the check. You have the greatest athlete, arguably, to ever play team sports. And you don't keep that dynasty going. You don't keep – you don't You don't suck everything dry out of that – out of that – out of that drink. To me, it's just – it's not, negligence as an owner, man. It's not. It's not. It's not. And, I, and, and, and Shelter, I know you wanted to go, but I have to jump in here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's good GMing. It's good GMing, and sometimes you got to do things that aren't necessarily um, popular. You got to do what is it popular? Yeah, because because you look look at the state of that franchise. Number one, you weren't necessarily drafting high draft picks like Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant were, right? You're no longer drafting there. So how are you going to be able to retool? Not necessarily rebuild, but if you want to keep a dynasty going. Right, nah. because when they brought in Rodman, when they brought in Judd Bush, they, hold on, hold on. When they brought in Steve Kerr, they retooled from that first three-peat. They didn't have an opportunity to retool because Jordan is win to, to yesterday mode, right? Who else were you going to bring in there at market value, right, at a fair market value to truly compete? And then are you going to 
sign three-year deals for these new players? And what happens if you sign Michael Jordan to a one-year deal, he decides to go. Now you're stuck with these other guys for two more years. That that impedes the rebuild process. And I also think that it was time. Because if you look at the landscape of the NBA, who was the next champion? The San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs and the Lakers. The San Antonio Spurs, which – Steve Kerr is the only player to have a four like like to win four championships in a row. By the way, if y'all didn't know that, people don't be knowing this stuff. However, if you look at the way that roster was constructed, first of all, Tim Duncan was given Shaq problem. Tim Duncan. They also had David Robinson. They also had Sean Elliott. They also had a lot of younger guys, right? That can that can physically compete with the Bulls and then the Bulls didn't have nothing that can compete with their two best players. So it was time. It was time. Not saying that, and I'm not going to put anything past MJ, you win 6-0. Great player. Obviously the greatest. I think he's the greatest. But if you look at how or where the Bulls were going, where the NBA was going at the same time, there was no way the Bulls were going to be the San Antonio Spurs the next year. I'm with Luke Longley and Steve Kerr. Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, FIFO, but I disagree. I believe that it was Michael's call to make. Like you said, yep. Mike won six championships. It, it should have been his call. Like, it, it, like, we would have sat down and had a conversation like, where do you see the team at, Mike? Like, what, what do you think? You're the greatest player on the planet. But you what think Pippen coming back? You think Pippen coming back? Pippen was Pippen wasn't coming back. Pippen, Pippen, wasn't, Pippen was Mike gone. said he Pippen was. Mike said, was gone. Mike said Mike he was. I think if Phil, I think if Phil, I think if Phil comes back, I think Mike comes back. I think Pippen is not. Uh, Pippen's gone. Pippen was gone. Pippen's gone. Pippen was gone in August. Like Pippen was gone. Like he, there was no way Pippen I, was coming back. I, I think. Um, I think that Mike could have had a conversation with Pippen and maybe brought him back. But my thing is, whether they won or lost, I think I would have still gave him another shot. I think they deserved it. I just think that if if. It's hard to break up a band like that. I think when you say what was the demise, I think it was Jerry Krause for me. And that's a, and, and Manny, you made a great argument about that, about it being Bronsdorf, and I get that too. But Jerry Krause got that short man complex. He just wanted to be the boss. And he wanted to make moves. It seemed like he was a genius more so than acting on what was happening but at was. the time. But he, he was. Was he not all up until that? He point? was. He, he was. He made, he made, he made but, but he, still, he still had something to prove. Because he didn't get the respect deserved with that. You that. So I in saying that. that, let me be smarter just to show you how smart I am. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna make these moves. And I'm not saying it was a it was the worst thing to do, but like you said uh recently, somebody said the other day, one of y'all, they've been in rebuilding mode ever since. So exactly you know what I'm that's the thing about this too, man. It's like, I love how these people, and I'm not saying you people in particular, I'm just saying in general, I love how everybody wants to rebuild until the rebuild happens and then they realize it's harder than it actually is. Yeah. This rebuilding sounds great on paper. Like, oh yeah, I can tear it down and I can draft picks. Michael Jordan ain't walking back through that door. Scotty right. Griffin ain't walking back through that door. And that's why I can't stand this whole rebuild logic. Like to me, when you've got the best, again, I say that, the best player to ever lace up basketball shoes, still right. at the peak of his powers, or at least close to it, and wants to play, you have mm-hmm. the greatest coach to ever coach who had you mended fences. That's why, I, that's why I bring up Jerry Krause being the biggest culprit, because Jerry Krause let this relationship between Krause, or uh, Jerry Reinsdorf let this relationship between Krause and Phil and the players fester for years it just yes. it just didn't happen the summer of 97 i mean this right. was no. years in the making and that franchise needed an adult in a room 
They needed somebody to get in there and say, yo, we need to sit down and we need to understand what the hell is going on here. Right. And they, like, why did Jerry Ron, why didn't Jerry Reinsdorf go to Jerry Krause and say, yo, I need you to get along with Michael. Michael's Michael is the bull. Right. He's the cash cow. Like, without Michael, we don't, we're nothing. Yeah. Cause that's and, what and, they and, be talking and, about. And if Jerry Krause doesn't get in line, then you replace Jerry Krause. Right. You can find another about, Jerry Krause. We you can't find another I won't go that far. I ain't going that far, Manny. So you think about, I was going to say, you think about it. Like, if, if Jordan had came back for another year, I don't give a damn if they won a championship or not. Every arena would have been sold out. Every jersey would have been sold. You would have got another shoe. You know, all this stuff, the money would have came. It was about the money for me. Let let that man go out. You know what I'm saying? Who made, it, who, like, made it like, fin- who made it to the finals in 99 in the East? Who made it to the finals? Spurs. New York. Oh, and the East. No, New York. Spurs, New York, right? The AC-seated New York Knicks. Anybody anybody on this panel want to debate me that the Chicago Bulls, a tired Chicago Bulls team, a Michael Jordan with a bad finger? Because if y'all didn't realize, Michael Jordan had an accident over the, over the summer where yeah. he had a cigar and said he cut his finger. Well, he, cut so he couldn't grip mm-hmm. the ball for – yeah, so he couldn't grip the ball for a few months. Them damn cigars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, them damn cigars. Yeah. I will take an injured – you know, nine finger Jordan against that 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 New York Knicks team any day of the week, one hundred percent, Manny. And, and you know what? They would have beat that Knicks team, and then they would have got swept by San Antonio. We can say that. We can say that. Who knows? Look, 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 look. You heard what Mike said in the doc. He said, "I ain't Shaq." You was talking about Timmy D. <laughs> he was giving Shaq problems. He was like, "Look, I ain't Shaq." There's two of them. I ain't Shaq. But but, but 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 there was two seven footers. And, and, Thank and, you, people. There's two of them. It's not just Tim Duncan. If it was just Tim Duncan, yeah, I, 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 I put my money Robinson on the Bulls. But don't be disrespectful, man. <laughs> you, 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 I'm about to throw you in the boat with Nick over there. I'm a Laker, I'm a Laker fan, man. I'm a Laker fan, man. Don't talk to me about David Robinson or the Spurs, man. But look, I, like I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you guys, and you guys sound like fans, and that's no disrespect. Like I'm a fan too. I'm a big time fan too, and I will. That's hella disrespect. That that's coming from me. <laughs> Whatever. But 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 at the end of the day, I feel like when you're an owner and you're a GM, you got to look at the business of it. And like I was explaining before, fine, we bring back MJ. We bring back everybody minus Scotty, right? Because I don't think Scotty was signing. Like he just no. – he, he had enough. And he wanted his money. He wanted a press start. I don't think he wanted to be in Jordan's shadow anymore. With that being said, could the Bulls have made it out the East? Yes. But then some of these guys you would have to sign for longer than one-year deals. I don't yeah. think Steve Kerr – if Steve Kerr had San Antonio saying, hey, we're going to give you four years, $40 million, or Chicago said, we're going to give you one year, five, he's, he's going to take the money. The majority right. of these guys would have taken the money. And we, got, we, we also have to look at the fact that they played in three straight finals. And we know what type of mental anguish, physical anguish, everything that you have to put into it to win. These guys were dumb tired. If yeah. you brought that team back, I think, I don't the, think that but, it would have been the best. I think the biggest goal. frustration. No, go ahead. I think the biggest frustration, though, is that we didn't see them get beat, and that's the thing. Like every champion, at least, has to get defeated. Like you got to yeah. see them lose in the heat of the battle. No, you know what I mean, like no, no, at no, the see, very least, at the very least, there's no, closure if they come back in '99 or all one no. years. And I agree with you. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been some finagling to get everybody on the same page, especially. Scott. And my thing, I, my, my, I agree with you. Scotty's gone. But my whole thing though is bringing Jordan back and trying to bring that cast back. What would that have meant? Just that one year, 
financially for the Bulls? What do you think that would have brought in as opposed to, to breaking up demand? It, That's it. it, it, it uh, I can't say the damn word the way I want to. It's a consequential. I know I'm, I know I'm kind of close. I got you. In, interconsequential. <laughs> and, and, and the reason why I say that is even though the Bulls have been rebuilding since Jordan left, the Bulls, especially for the last, I would say, five to seven years after Jordan left, were still top five in, in, in ticket sales and, and, and filling the arena. Because Jordan placed that organization, that franchise, with the mystique of one of the best ever in the NBA, in NBA history. And because of that, I think it was best that that question is never answered about the seventh one because that mystique is what drives or one of the aspects that drives that whole lore of the bulls and of Michael Jordan and the way he went out against Utah. There's no better way. The timing was right for them to move on and let what Michael Jordan created as the NBA to manifest itself into what it is today. He, he, the game didn't need Jordan no more, to be honest. It didn't need Jordan no more. Jordan needed the game more than That's the why game I stop you. Jordan. That's why I stop you. That's why I stop you, mm-hmm. Tito. The ratings for that 99 final was, were, were shit of compared course. to the year prior. Come on now. Can't but, say but that. Here, but, here, but my point but Plus, he's coming off a strike this. season, too. But my point is this. If Jordan comes back and Jordan isn't that, right, do we really want to see our, our greatest guy stumble to the end, it, it, it's the same conversation that we had on Dead Hip Hop like two years ago. Do we want our the best artist to fade away or to burn out? I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the way it went down was perfect for me as a fan because I wanted Jordan to end up on top. But what I'm saying is for business, there's no way you don't let him come back if he wants to. It's, it's Jordan. I, I, what? What more could you ask for? Because the the, the business isn't Jordan. The business is the Chicago Bulls. And for the best interest of the Chicago Bulls, it's time to move forward. Jordan Jordan is the Chicago Bulls. And the biggest failure, the biggest failure Jerry Reinsdorf made was he he allowed Michael Jordan to wear another uniform. That to me is dereliction of duty. Like to Mm -hmm. me, you have that your duty is for the greatest player to ever put on a basketball uniform to retire. Like he dec- he tells you when he wants to go. That's it. B, do you think? B, do you think that's, that's, that's just how? That's why I stand with it. But but but, but hold on, hold on. Manny. But but but, but, but I, I think. I, well? But but I I think that's before. I think I think all of that conversation, like the Jordan, would have came back. The thing is, is that you had to take care of everybody else, and they didn't do that. And because they didn't do that, they couldn't bring them back. That was the issue because if you would have took care of Scotty, when you get to the second three P, you could bring Scotty back. But because you didn't take care of Scotty, what is that roster? But that's where I blame Jerry Reinsdorf because had he done his job years prior, like it wouldn't have manifested itself to the point where you had an angry Scotty Pippen to the point of saying basically, fuck y'all, I'm going to go get paid. Like, I think had you handled that situation years prior better, right? Um, I think you don't. It doesn't get to the point where you have that situation in '98. Now it's all it's all revisionist history. It's all easy for us to sit here now and talk about this stuff. Um, and there's a lot of people that are on both sides of it. Like there's some people that, that said they should have definitely brought everybody back. There's some people that said there was no way they were going to be back. So it's 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 very split. And I and I see the aspects of both sides, but I just can't get over the fact that Jerry Reinsdorf basically allow Michael Jordan to walk away and retire without at the very least 
trying to bring that that crew together. To me, if you have Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan back on board, you have a chance. That's just me. Did they try? Did they tried at the end, right? But it was too, too late. late. Yeah, too late. So they so they they knew, <laughs> but they just knew too late. Uh, I got a question about. Um, I think Scotty's recent comments about his portrayal in the doc. <laughs> uh, there was a comment. There's an article that says that he's livid. B. Do you think that Scotty has a? Uh, does he have a right to be angry about how he was portrayed in the doc as a selfish kind of player? I mean, I mean, what happened in the doc is is what fact is what actually happened when he quit on his team in in '94 playoffs. That's facts. Like that's. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably was mad at the fact that they didn't portray nothing positive about Scotty. So I mean, I guess from that standpoint. I would have been like, damn, why you didn't y'all, y'all didn't show how much I sacrificed such and such and such and such or whatever, whatever. But um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I kind of saw this coming. Like I knew probably Horace Grant was gonna say some stuff. Oh, the, the documentary is ninety percent bullshit. I knew Pippen was gonna say some stuff or whatever. So I mean, does he have a right? Yeah, he has a right. I mean, he has a right to be mad or whatever. I mean, you know, because like I said, what we saw was still factual. It's just a matter of the fact that they just only point out the negative about it, but. You know it is what it is, whatever. Pippin, I don't care about Pippin either. Get a, whatever, Pippin. You 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 a good one. Get on somewhere, Pippin. He dug his own hole. That's my stance on it. Yeah. He dug his own hole when you sat there and basically said, "I look back on the '94 situation." Yeah, and, and I, there's and nothing that nothing I would change. I, yeah, I, I was just like, "This dude, this dude is brain dead." Yeah, like, you, this are, dude you already know what you already know what type of stuff he was on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on now, come on now. You quit on your team and then you look back at it twenty something years later and you wouldn't change anything. Yeah, bye, right. Scotty. All right. I think, you know, for me watching this this entire series, um, what I concluded about Scottie Pippen, he's the flakiest superstar ever. Facts. You know, because because when you look at him, um, you know, early days against Cleveland, you know, his back hurting or the migraine and it, like it, it just seemed like at very major points um, and, and games that can, you know, win or go home, there was something wrong with Pippen. And, and Jordan had to even overcome that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, to me, I think the doc portrayed Pippen the way, maybe not in the greatest light. However, Pippen had a lot of great moments, and I think the doc showed that too. But overall, what I what, what I took away from it from Scottie Pippen's perspective is he was just flaky. It, it, when they needed him most, he just – he wasn't there. Where if, if it was, oh, you know, he didn't he didn't take care of his surgery in time – the migraines, the back. And obviously some of those things he can't control. I get it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's game six, game seven, winner go home, and you, you're not 100%. Or you're not even 95% to play. So that, that's the issue. You know, I want to know what, um, what else Scotty said. That could have changed the way that we look at it. You know, he was asked. He saw the documentary from what I heard or saw before this thing even went live. So he was fully aware of, of what was being said. So what was it, it, and if if he didn't see the final product, what was left on the cutting room floor? Because Scotty had a really good defining moment when he played in that last game with his back all jacked up. But, you know, I don't think he really got celebrated for toughing it out. Because, you know, going up to that point, based on the way they portray him, you know, with, with uh, everything else, it made it you, – you would think that he was going to sit it out. 
But he went back in the game, and he tried, and he made an impact. So what is he upset about? What did they leave out that we didn't hear? Maybe it was more of like somebody else was like who watched it while he was there or whatever, whispered something in his ear like, nah, they got you fucked up right here. Or you know how some people kind of like- got himself <laughs> fucked up. He, he said he all He answered the things. questions. He answered the questions that they yes. asked him. Again, he answered the fact that he said, yeah, I wasn't going to fuck up my summer. He said that. That came out of his mouth. Like, so I don't understand how like right. everything is factual, man. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like something was written. Right. You, you know how you know how it is when you write something, you can right. skew it in a way, right. or you're reading it in a way that sounds. No, he answered the questions. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, he I just don't understand said. how <laughs> facts exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I yeah, I don't. To me, Scotty is flaky, man. I'm, yeah, I'm with man. you, folks. Scotty is Scotty is a sometime and doom, man. Get your ass out of here, nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what were some of y'all's uh, favorite moments from 9 and 10 or just throughout the whole doc itself? And listen, Dennis Rodman going to fucking wrestle. That was the best part. The be- <laughs> Easily the best part. <laughs> no, you have practice. And, and Ken, during the NBA Finals, this wasn't no regular season game or playoff game around one or two. This was the NBA Finals. <laughs> you left... <laughs> You went to a wrestling match on the day that y'all supposed to have practice. Come back, you still playing ball out. That's yep. how important you are to the team. Like, and the team didn't even you ain't even you ain't even suffer no consequences. You didn't get benched for the game. Nope. Because you, you knew you knew how important Dennis Rodman is. Like that's that is in, that is insane. So I 100 percent agree with you, Ken. They didn't my even favorite. talk about it, huh? What are you gonna say, Nick? I was gonna say my favorite quote from Phil Jackson when the reporters were asking him about. Where's Dennis? It was like he he Dennis got y'all distracted. He ain't got us distracted at all. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that's Phil's greatness, man. So I don't want to hear shit. Like, like people, even I've I forgot about that. I'll be honest, I forgot that he did that. Yeah. But people look at all of the stuff that people are doing now, that people do nowadays, and they, you know, some of these stories, you know, are forgotten in history. But yeah, but he came out and he played hard as hell, and he had an impact. But yeah, because they knew. They wrestling. knew because they knew. They knew what they knew. You knew. You know what you're gonna get from Robin, man. So, I mean, it shows that you have to like. It's a lot of people management because you can't manage everybody the same way, right. and you have to you know manage certain people differently. You have to cater to their emotional and physical needs as well. And Phil had a, a good pulse on what his players you know needed. I mean, that's what makes Phil the greatest coach of all time, man. You know, it's not just about X's and O's. It's about managing talent, managing egos, and building a cohesive unit. And that's what made Phil the greatest coach of all time. I mean, he just he did that with the Bulls. He did that with the Lakers. I mean, just think about it. I talk, We talked about it on the show the other day. Just think about it. He, he dealt with everything that was surrounding Michael Jordan and, and those six championships. And then he goes to the Lakers and deals with Shaq and Kobe and still wins. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's not the greatest coach in NBA history, I, I just I, – I, I'm sorry. I just don't know who, who else you can even – I mean, I know Pat Riley's great. I know Pop is great. Red Auerbach did his thing. I mean, but come on. I mean, to, to deal with what Phil had to deal with and still be not just great and win, but dominant – at that, and I, yes, I know he had talent. We all know he has talent. But give me what great coach that won a championship doesn't have talent. Like, you need talent to win. So, no, no. Oh, four Pistons. 
Man, the, man, listen. The, the Lakers lost that series more than the Pistons won that series. That's my stance. Oh, man. man. Yeah, oh, I'm sticking to it. And I'm sticking to it. It's <laughs> spoken just like a Laker fan. <laughs> and, I'm direct, and I'm directing that right at I'm directing that right at you, you B. You you you, you afraid right you afraid you. to admit you afraid to admit the facts, man. You afraid to admit <laughs> that Tayshawn had Kobe shit. Man. Listen, man. Tayshaun had Kobe shook. Man, get out of here, man. Look, 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 on, look at him game three stats. Look, Carl Malone was hitting on Vanessa. Look, look at him game uh, three stats. <laughs> Kobe was shook. Kobe was shook, bro. Carl Malone was hitting on Vanessa. Phil was writing a book. Kobe was facing rape. Kobe was facing rape nothing. charges and still balling out. They got Shaq to the finals. Fat. They got to the finals, though. You can't, you can't, you can't give them excuses. Business was yeah, too much. Up, we was too athletic. We, we was too. A- we had y- y'all had a y'all had a, a prime pass. Uh, Carl Malone. He was done. <laughs> Gary Payton done. Billups. Billups and Rasheed was eating eating a uh, Malone and Gary Payton. Gary Payton <sighs> with the glove no more. And then Larry Johnson, t- I mean Larry, B, Larry Brown had the perfect game plan. If we play ten plan. times, if we play ten times, ain't no if. The, the game is a, it's a seven game series. If we play ten times. He five games sweet series. You don't even believe that. Manny, B said if the glove don't fit, the Blakers quit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the the other moment from the documentary, I thought. Uh, Jordan was real slick with was the Byron Russell <laughs> shot. Now, I don't know if y'all caught this, but he set that up uh, uh, in a previous episode when he talked about how, when he first met uh, Brian Russell and how he played defense on his toes and how his yeah. momentum would go for it. He set that and put that in people's minds way ahead of the shot that eventually came. And that's right. why he was saying, I had to push him off. His momentum was carrying him that way. And man, that dude is. So you think he pushed man. off? Hmm. You think he pushed off? Yeah, he pushed off. You could do that back then. It, it didn't give him no advantage. Nah, he, he pushed not, off, but no official, but no official in America is going to call that on Michael Jordan like, late in the game. Right. You like know that, that. I know that on Reggie Miller when Reggie Miller pushed off. So it goes both ways. But yeah, I still think he pushed Reggie off. Reggie Miller ain't Mike. Reggie Miller ain't Mike. But Reggie Miller still got away with it, though. That's the point. So if Reggie Miller got away with it, we know damn sure well that Michael Jordan's going to get away with it. But Mm -hmm. last thing, people, and I'm handing it to you. The other thing, remember we talked about the details. I like when he said that when I was coming up the court, I like how everybody else said, get out the way. Rodman's like, just get out the way. Ain't no way he's going to pass the ball. I like Pippen, what Pippen said. I like that everybody already knew what was about to happen. They were like, let's just get out of the way and just watch it. And I like what Michael Jordan, he was like, man, when I was came on the court, I knew I could either drive it or take the shot. And it just shows that he's, he's, he's processing the game and he already knows how he was going to attack. The floor is yours, FIFA. Um, I, I definitely don't think that. I think Mike put his hand on him, but he didn't make Byron Russell stumble. Byron Russell was already going to fall with or without Jordan touching him. He touched him. He didn't push him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I also think you know uh, it goes back. I can't remember which episode it was, but um, oh, who was saying it? Oh, man, I can't remember who was saying it. But they were talking about how Jordan started to see the game of basketball and how he was controlling everything in the game. Like he was playing games within the game, and and, and I think that at the pinnacle, BJ Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong. It was B.J. Armstrong. And how B.J. was saying that, like, how he was just playing games in, inside of the game. And we and we saw that in that last instance. Like, as a coach, I've coached basketball. 
you don't tell your players to do certain things. Instinctually, they do it because they, they, they understand time score, um, temperature of, of the stadium or, or, or that court of what's happening. And for Jordan to double team off the weak side, they ran that same play so many times. Jordan instinctually, okay, cool. They do, okay, they did it again. This is what I'm going to do. He got the steal. Came down, like you said. Uh, everybody just moved the hell out the way because they knew, but Jordan in himself knew that the game is mine. We played 47 and a half minutes for this moment. And, and it wasn't going to be nobody else's moment but his. And he seized it. It wasn't like, yo, give me the ball. Let's run a play. No. I went and took it from their best player, came down, and made arguably the greatest farewell shot ever to win the game. That's because he's Jordan, man. And, 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 and this documentary was great. It, it, it filled in a lot of gaps for me. Um, I grew up, I watched Jordan, but I, I only saw the championship years. I didn't see rookie Jordan. I didn't see struggling Jordan. I didn't see Doug Collins Jordan. I didn't see first-year Phil Jordan. I didn't see that. I didn't understand the dynamic between Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf and the whole Bulls team. Like, I, I didn't know that. So for, for this documentary to come out now, especially during these times, that we actually could sit down, digest it, and all of that, man, it was amazing, man. Um, so I, I'm, just, I'm glad that it came out. I'm glad that I lived in this era um, to watch MJ and to see all of the, the MJ babies and all of the great players that followed suit. Um, even international guys, but yeah, man, this documentary was awesome. Hey, I was gonna say, FIFO, uh, that tap was like you know how you moving behind a girl in the club and she got a fat ass through that little tap. Yeah, hey, yeah. That's hey, the same amount of pressure. I need to That's the same amount of pressure Jordan gave to Russell. <laughs> <laughs> That's usher when you're in church and they usher you to your seat. Yeah, hey, and that did. and that happened. Uh, there was another game when the shot he hit on him too. And Byron Russell did the mm -hmm. same thing and went sliding all over the goddamn court. Jordan gave him a hezzy left and pulled up. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady said he, he up next. Tom that, Brady that, announced he got a documentary. That'll be a good doc. Hey, well, thank you, Tom. Time. Nobody want to see that. Yeah, they do because the white folks need this because they, they trying to take down Michael Jordan. They want Tom Brady to be the greatest player of all time, of all Whatever. sports. I hope he flops in Tampa. <laughs> He's not. Shelton, uh, what was your favorite moments? Um, I said this on um, on any given Sunday with Manny. Y'all go check that out too. But tell everybody to check us out on there. Um, when he was sitting there and he when he said when he when he broke down into tears when he was talking about why he did what he did. Like I said, because I'm the ultimate competitor. I love competition. So I kind of get where he's coming. I wish I was him. Now, I ain't that far along, but just how competitive he is and the spirit he has with that, that part made me want to cry. Like, dang, man, I get it. Like, I'm so competitive that I misunderstood sometimes. And that, that was deep to me. Plus, the part where he said the first three championships was more athleticism and the second three was more mental and more his, you know, him coming into himself. So it's like a you know the tale of two different players, that was deep to me. So that those two parts is what stood out to be most according. I mean, of course there were Jordan moments, but the like you said, the best non-Jordan moment had to be anything with Robin in it. Anything Dennis Robin did was was dope to me. He just he just he was a special person. 
But that's that's pretty much it for me. What what did it? But it it was all good, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss this thing, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do right now because I'm not. Stop <laughs> <laughs> okay, hating, man. Be outside of the Isaiah and Bad Boy stuff. Is there anything else that you liked in the doc? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was a good documentary. I can't really pinpoint what I liked or loved about it. Like I said, I, like I, like I've been saying when we talk about these, I just like, I like you know them going behind the scenes of how Jordan, you know how Jordan thinks and just how he mentally prepares for stuff and how he's just wired different. Like Jordan is just a different guy, and uh, I mean, I, those aspects and everything is cool to see that. But yeah. Like the piston joints was my my my, my favorite part, the, the bad boy stuff when we was whooping them up and shit. But other than that, I mean, it was a great documentary all in all, though. It was good. Hey, um, Alex in the chat pointed out, um, and he he's right. I forgot about this. That Steve Kerr moment in the documentary was good oh, too. Yeah, that was I, good. I didn't know yeah. about that. Didn't know about that. Neither did yeah. I. And I I understand why he is the way he is now and why he's so active. Yeah. Right? being outspoken i thought yep. that was dope and yep. the last thing and one of you guys pointed out in the, in the chat i think it was kyle ain't no way in hell i'm letting jordan get away with this i have that kenny Lattimore album i like that song days like this there is no way in hell you bounced to that song like that yeah he was bouncing wasn't he it was like i'm like I he, he doesn't I, even groove like that like why he yeah I'm like, what, what you why, are you you, why you flapping? Why you Why you? You don't flap to that, dude. You do not flap to that at all. I thought he had a Take Keith song. I'm like, damn, ain't this supposed to be '98? <laughs> bouncing like the young boys. I promise you. I was like, what you listening to? He was listening to Hard Night Life, man. You said it like Kenny Lattimore was like somebody just like Michael Jackson. Like, this is my personal friend. You don't know it's new. This ain't even out yet. I'm like, man, but Kenny Lattimore. Yeah, when he said, because that, that, that is a good album from the Soul of a Man. That, that's a really great album. But when this fool said Kenny Lattimore, I was like, Jordan line. <laughs> I did not believe it. <laughs> but Kenny Lattimore confirmed hey, man, on Twitter. You don't flap like that, though. Why are you flapping like that, though, Ken? <laughs> Dang, Kenny Lattimore, days like this. Hey man, let that man let that man live, man. When you can play basketball the way he can play basketball, man. You can nah, you can, man. You nope, can nope. You can bust the Kenny basketball. Lattimore the way you want to. You're right. You the joke's gonna still come, bro. I yep. don't care what you. I don't care it, who you are. He he's good at basketball. This is what <laughs> we do. We do music. So he, come on here. <laughs> this is our arena. This is our court. Right. <laughs> He might have been listening. It's June '98. He might have been listening to some Hov, man. He might have been listening to some DMX. They said Kenny Lattimore, right. and the song was "Days Like This." Kenny Kenny Lattimore fit the image better than you know. Okay, Kenny Lattimore yeah. said it was true. <laughs> that is, hey, man. Yeah. Listen, hey. the, uh, my favorite points of the doc was like I think to expand upon what I also said on Manny's podcast. Make sure y'all check it out again. Um, I love I love the players talking about these moments, like the Reggie Millers, the Gary Payton, Steve Kerr, uh, you know, John Stockton. Like, we got, like, all – Isaiah Thomas. All the legends talked about these moments uh, like it was just yesterday. And you could tell, like, these moments define who they were in their careers as well, too. So I like that type of uh, all-access pass to, like, not only do we hear from the man, but we also hear it from his opponents as well. 
you know what? It's a shame we never got a chance to see Akeem go against MJ. I, I, and I remember that shot. They had to show that Stockton shot all over again. Man, crushing. <laughs> honestly, I think that's more interesting. Honestly, I think that's a more interesting discussion than the 99 and 2000, what, you know, going for championship number seven. I think what would have happened had Jordan not retired in 93 would the Rockets still would have won those championships? I, yeah. I, that, to me, is more of the interesting discussion than, than the, yep. in the final three. A king, a king was a problem, bro. I think he would have got one, but that's about it. As far that as team was – that team – that Rockets team was good. They had, a, they had, a, they had a, a, a really, really balanced roster. Sam Cassell was a young rookie. Kenny Smith was, was the true. The, the Rockets Let's, gave them problems, but we'll Bernie Maxwell, <laughs> Bernie Maxwell, and MJ. MJ is on record. I think. Uh, I yeah. think BJ said this. Yeah. He's on record. He, he didn't want to play them. No, <laughs> he, didn't. he didn't. He would have loved the challenge, though. So, yeah, so of, course. Play, of course, of course. So if he didn't want to play Olajuwon and them, he wanted to play Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Okay. <laughs> he over here petty as hell. You're not gonna let that. You're not gonna let that one go. Huh? Smoke them boys, man. Nope. <laughs> we'll never know. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. No. Any any last thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, I mean every, you guys have said everything that you know is to say about the documentary. I mean, I, I'm pretty much with everybody. I mean, just just uh, just recapping his greatness, man. I mean. That's the that's the brilliance of it. I, I did enjoy the, the the rise of Jordan, you know. So him talking about you know, you know his his, his come up, you know, deciding to go to North Carolina, the, the worst school in Carolina. Um, come on, bro. Deciding to go, deciding to go there. Hey, 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 hey! I'm a Dookie for life. So, um, just you know, tr- deciding to go to North Carolina. The, the 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 even though it was a little bit of the first episode, just discussing his time in North Carolina, the come up playing on USA basketball, then his first couple years in the league. Just just the come up of Jordan. I enjoyed that. Um, obviously the story of how he went to Nike. We, we gotta thank we gotta forever thank uh Mama Jordan for that decision. Um she she gave Mike the nudge to, to go see Phil Knight in Oregon and the rest was history. Yeah, um, but crazy. The, the part I enjoyed the part I enjoyed the most was the moments between Mike and his dad, just discussing that relationship. I, I enjoyed the human moments because I mean obviously we all know Jordan's greatness. That that's not even a debate. But the, the, the human elements of, of Jordan, you know, him discuss, the, the part that really got me was the relationship he had with the security guard um, when they talked about that in episode yeah. nine and 10. Because that, we don't see that part of Jordan. You know what I mean? We, we all just see the greatness and the memes and everything like that. And we talk about his, his off-the-court exploits as far as gambling and all that. But we never talk about the human elements of Jordan. And he is a very private and reserved individual. So when you do get to see those little bits, um, I thought that was interesting. So the relationship he had with that security guard, obviously the stuff with his dad, I mean, was just, just heart-wrenching. And, um, you know, finally hearing the audio of uh, Father's Day game, the Father's Day game championship, um, him just tearing – I mean, him just breaking down in the locker room. I mean, that's, that stuff was just – I mean, I, I love seeing that, so – yeah, overall, it was just a great documentary. Um, I got to ask you guys real quick. Where would you guys rank this all-time 30 for 30s? Um, I'll say top five. I haven't seen that many. I've, I've seen – I've watched this one and the Bad Boys. Yeah, I watched so many. I can't even remember, man. Like, I know – I mean, you know, the Ivo one was good. The Bo Jackson oh, yeah, one was good. Bo Jackson was good. Yeah. The, the, was Rich the, the, good? Huh? 
Ric Flair. Was that one good? I yeah, see. Ric Flair was good. Yeah, that Rick was Flair. great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That, that was back when I used to watch wrestling. So yeah, Ric Flair yeah. was good. Um, the you know, of course, the Bad Boys and the Fab Five joints was good. I I mean, the S- I the SMU Rick- one was really good. The SMU one was yeah, good. the SMU one was good. Yeah, it's a lot of good ones, Miami. man. I mean, so many great ones. I, I OJ to me is the best. To me, still nothing is touching that one. Talking OJ. About, uh, OJ versus America or the like yeah, the long one, yeah, yeah, the, the, the five OJ, part yeah, that one, yeah, that he one. didn't do it by the way. He, thank you, he <laughs> did, thank you, Ken. He didn't I do ain't it. even gonna touch that one. I'm not touching that one. He didn't do uh, it. That's a whole nother conversation. He didn't, he didn't, he, yeah, OJ didn't physically do it. OJ, OJ, just, uh, OJ just made sure the job was done. That's it. He was there to make sure the job was done. He didn't, he didn't so uh, the OJ one is still the best. It's still the best. The best one. I agree with um, you. Yeah, so I agree I, with you, Manny. You know, now that you mentioned it, the the OJ one is the best one because that's the one. I think I've watched that one like twice or three times. Like I, I literally watched it over again because I was, I was that fascinated by the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that that's uh, what I was gonna say. Like the OJ one is the the most compelling, the most fascinating because yeah. of obviously how great of an athlete he was and. What he was doing on 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 the field, it wasn't you know say it wasn't done, and then his perception of being black, and then having a white wife, and then he died. Like it, it, it was it yeah. was so everything, much. Was so everything much about it, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the was, Miami one, I think, I think it's in like the top three. Oh that, yeah, that, 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 I see. Miami one. So I don't yeah, know why I rank. I don't one. know why I rank this MJ one, Manny. I don't even know where. I, I've, I've watched so many, and I've done so many reviews. Yeah. That's why it's like in my top fifteen. <laughs> oh, it's. The, it's <laughs> I, nah, it's this, it's this, top ten. It's in there. It's in the top ten somewhere. Um, no, nah, this one's I, top I think three we, for me. The U is definitely top three. This one and OJ. Those are the, those are my three. Maybe I don't know what. Maybe that's a. Happen, maybe that's a dead end episode. I mean, we ain't got no sports to talk about, so maybe that's right. A, that's right. A future that's episode. That's actually true. Discussing yeah, all the discussing all the thirty for thirties. I was gonna say, do, do, are y'all interested in like a? I don't know if they have the footage to do it, but like Phil Jackson a few years later going into that Laker dynasty. That's what I want. That's oh, what that's I want. next. You you got to do a Shaq and Kobe thirty. That's what I, mean, I want. That's just, I mean, that's no. That's 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 that may have been. I mean, you been better than this. Let me ask y'all this: what what would be a the NFL version of Last Dance y'all would want to see? Like you know, I mean, it don't have to be called the Last Dance, but like what what's an NFL team? Or organization or whatever. 49ers. I was I was gonna say the them Cowboys teams with Emmett and Troy and yeah. Michael Irvin. One yard line. With the uh Seattle the, Seahawks? No, the uh mm. No, you talking about the Tennessee Titans and the Rams. Nah, I was talking about the Seahawks. Oh, okay. But now nah, the Cowboys would be great. Because the Cowboys would be great. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you. More, they do. They did more off the field. And and, and he's he's dead. Uh, Nate Newton. Who? Nate Newton. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> who are you gonna say? I want some Lawrence Taylor stories too, man. That's not, oh, I was yeah. Giants, the, the 80s the Giants. Giants. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good because one. The 49ers. They, they did a thirty for thirty on the eighty-five Bears, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yep. Damn. Thirty for thirty got some goods, man. Thirty for thirty got some good documentaries. Uh, I, I would say the I, I say if we talk about the NFL, um, the 49ers, the '80s 49ers, that's a, mm. that's a good topic. You can have a couple episodes on that. I mean, they don't have a lot of off the field stuff, but it doesn't have to be off the field. It just could be talking about that dynasty, how they were created. I know um, my pops would say he'll say the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers of the '70s. 
Still, yeah. Right. yeah, that's a good Still one. Curtis. The Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't seen a, a Raiders. Is there a Raiders 30 for 30? I don't, there think, is, I don't think so. There is, Al Davis. Uh, I think Ice Cube did one with him. Oh, when the Raiders is there, is there a Raiders left LA? Yeah, yes, there is. Mm. Yes, there is. He when he played the two when he played when he played um in the same you know when he played a uh, a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, I I just watched it. I'm tripping. Hey, you know what? I mean, it's not on ESPN, but I don't know if any of y'all checked it out. It it was a documentary that came on HBO about the uh, the women's USC with Cheryl Miller and Cynthia Cooper. Oh Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yo, that shit was good, man. If y'all get a chance, why I forgot what's the, the women of Trojan or something like that, the a Troy or something like that. But when y'all get a chance, watch it, man. It, it's on HBO. It, it's it's good. The open's Troy and not Trojan because that could go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name verbatim, man. I gotta look it up. But yeah, man, it's 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 a dope documentary. It's really a dope documentary. Yeah, now you, now you there's a Stefan there's a, there's a Marbury documentary that's really good. I'm, I'm yeah. halfway through it, but um, it's really, really good. It's, it's like on BOD, so it's, it's available like on Prime Video, YouTube, or whatever. It's only like three bucks or something like that, but it's a, it's a really good documentary. Um, it talks about his whole life coming out of Brooklyn, um, you know, getting into the NBA. I think it's called, it's called A Kid from Coney Island. Um, that's a really good documentary. Yeah, me looking yeah. at the damn women shit, man. Yeah, it's out there. So, you, uh, so if you guys are interested, it's out there. Find it. Okay. Yeah, that's all I had. I just wanted to get y'all thoughts on on that, and because I now now we have time, I'm, I'm waiting for the next one. Because it feels like they're turning these out as B and uh, Manny was just pointing out to like how many thirty for thirties, but a few ones that just stick out that everybody just sit, sits back and watch. I'm, I can't wait for that next one. That Bruce Lee one looks looks like it's gonna be really good. Yeah, uh, B Water or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that ninety eight home run chase is gonna be a good one too. Yeah, talking about that. I hope yeah. they get into Sammy Sosa's new look. Bro, that cast he cast with a friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Women of man. Troy. Yeah, that's what it's called. Women of Troy. Okay. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, women of Troy. Yeah, I looked. Yeah, I looked it up. Women need, of Troy. We need a. <laughs> we need a. We need a Duke thirty for thirty. No, we don't. Man, we don't need nothing from Duke. Mm-mm. We good. <laughs> <laughs> nothing from Duke. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us, um, Manny. We appreciate you coming through, man, and, and hanging out with us. It's uh, an honor, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. And um, for those of you that are that are still listening, um, I will drop the link to the Last Dance Roundtable um, that they did, that they recorded, um, and it came out today, actually. So, um, no, yesterday. Yesterday, Wednesday. So yeah, you guys yesterday. can, you know, uh, hear their reactions to that, and I'm sure some more fleshed out conversations as well. So you guys can check that out. Um, and we are aiming to return back to our regular schedule starting next week. So 9 PMs, uh, we're going to try to, I'm going to try to schedule these in advance. So you guys will know, so we won't be, uh, bouncing back all over the place. So, uh, we're trying to get back to normal normalcy as 
the world starts to readjust. So anyway, thank you guys for showing up, man. We always appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys next time. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.